Okay. Welcome everyone to the monthly third Wednesday Peace Alliance National Department of Peacebuilding campaign call. Uh, we've, we've got people from uh, around the country and uh, maybe Canada as well. And uh, we'll, we'll get going uh, by having brief introductions so people can say just their name and where they're from and anything else they'd like to, to say about their connection to the campaign or, or where they are piecewise in this uh, always unusual world, it seems lately. Who would mm -hmm. like to start? Oh. I'll go then. Uh, I'm Saul Arbus. Uh, I'm one of the co-founders of the Canadian Peace Initiative advocating for Canadian Department of Peace, a sister body to the U.S. Peace Alliance a Department of Peace campaign, and uh, also a co-founder of the Global Alliance for Ministries and Departments of Peace, of which there are now at least five ministries of peace in the world, um, and looking forward to many more. And uh, that's a brief bio for me. I'm, I'm, I'm in Canada, and as I said, uh, on Vancouver Island in the capital city of Victoria. Great. Thank you, Saul. Good to see you. Who'd like to go next? How about you, Martha? You're not muted. Hi, everybody. I'm um, Martha Gallagher, friend of Ann Craters. Uh, we work at the UN together uh, for the Global Movement for Culture of Peace. And I check in now and again when I can to see how you're all doing. Okay, <laughs> great, welcome. David? Yes, uh, David from Chicago with lots of snow. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm checking in that uh, Jacopo and I have make making great strides. In fact, I'd like to sometime during the meeting report on how we're doing for creating a Department of Peace in Chicago and, and where we are with that because we're really excited about the whole thing. Great. So that's great. what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good. We want to hear about that. Yep. It's been brewing on the calls the last couple of months. Beth, would you like to say hello to us officially? Yeah, I'm Beth Blick from St. Paul, Minnesota. Okay, anything else you'd like to say or share? And, uh, and I'm happy now that I have a... Uh, part-time job well I'm you know doing I'm being paid to do some journaling at home until COVID um you know ends but you know I might you know I'm you know it'll be uh through a um organization that works with people that are 55 and over and it'll be something that I'm I'll have a job that gives me stability for four for at least four years, and I'm hoping I can. And uh, it has to be in something that's non-profit, and I'm hoping you know that that I can get into um, something that in, 
um, involves um, my being able to do some proofreading. And my friend and I were able to find on the Internet three companies, two in Minneapolis and one in Golden Valley that involve um, non uh, nonprofit work. So great, glad to hear that. Yeah, I think everybody. Can yeah, so I'm just feeling real good about that. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Okay, uh, Teresa, would you like to go? You're not muted right now. We'll go with that. Not muted. Okay. Um, well, I didn't put on the video because I'm already in my nightwear. I already have my pajamas. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I might not even make it till the end of this meeting because I'm already getting droopy. Um, yeah, I just I was on the call okay. I think a couple times back and very interested. I've always been interested in getting a Department of Peace. Anything I can do on my end, I I would like to do because I think it would change the world. So, and I'm happy today because I just got my appointment for my vaccine. Oh, great. Congratulations. Okay. Welcome. Where uh, are you from, Teresa? I am. I'm in Rhode Island, Southern Rhode Island. Got it. Thank you. Okay. Nancy, how about you? Hi. Okay. I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area, and I see tons of familiar faces on this call. I, I'm just really glad to be connected with all of you. I, um, I don't know. It's just, it's awesome to me that we're reaching out so far. We've got a lot of gamut people here. Um, I was on calls with New Zealand people this week. Um, I've been working like crazy with Cynthia from San Diego and so many of the rest of you on uh, different parts of uh, peace building and Department of Peace. So I'm really encouraged and thank you all for all you're doing. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Paul, would you like to go next? Sure. Uh, my name is uh, Paul Millett. I work with uh, Saul and, and Creator. I'm currently uh, part of the board of GAMIP and the Canadian Peace Initiative. And right now involved in, uh, well, I do peace services, but uh, right now we are involved in with the UN resolution for the creation of departments of peace, which we hope to uh, table this fall. Okay, great. Kendra, how about you? You were the first person on the call. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling from Northern California, and um, I, I'm excited that we're getting close to the dropping of the bill, the reintroduction of the legislation. And I heard today that um, uh, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission legislation was also reintroduced. Mm -hmm. Exciting. Great, good news. Uh, Sierra, how about you? You were one of the first people on. You're muted right now. That's that's actually Cynthia. Oh, sorry. I'm looking at the name <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> I'm going to rename you. Cynthia, would you like to say hi? You're muted, Cynthia. You need to unmute yourself. Down in the left-hand corner, there should be a microphone. Yeah. Here. Got it. Hello. Hi. There we go. Now we can hear you. I'm Cynthia. This is my granddaughter's computer. That's her face. 
Um, okay. I am just excited about what's going on. Uh, we finally got our senator um, out of the 53rd Congressional District here in California to support us. And that's a plus for us. So um, we're working on our, our post-writing campaign with the San Diego Unified School District. So hopefully we'll be sending 500 letters to Washington, D.C. That's our goal. Beautiful, beautiful. On what peace means to me. <laughs> Deborah, you want to say hello next? Yep. Hi, it's me, Deborah. And I'm Deborah Poss, and I'm in suburban Atlanta, Tucker, actually. And I'm with the National Department of Peace Building Committee. And I guess that's about it, except we've got a um, meeting, a conference call meeting with Congressman Bobby Scott's office tomorrow. Oh, right. Good. Okay, Sarah, would you like to say hi? Um, hi, everyone. Uh, this is my first time on this call, so it's lovely to meet all of you over the screen. Um, I'm calling in from Queens in New York. Um, I am just getting into the building realm um, and in this campaign, so I'm really here just to learn about what you guys have already been doing. Um, and how to get involved. I'm also kind of here on behalf of Creative Responses to Conflict, um, which is also based in New York. Great. I'm gonna apologize in advance if you hear my dog barking, I'll mute myself as soon as he starts, but uh, there is movement in the neighborhood, he, he alerts. <laughs> okay, thank you. Welcome, Sarah, Good to, glad you're here. How about Ruby? Hello, um, I'm in Asheville, North Carolina, getting ready for some snow to come in. <laughs> and uh, I don't, I mean, I've known about this Department for Peace for a long, long, long time, but I've never gotten involved with it. I've been involved with other peace. I've been protesting for peace since the Vietnam War. And, um, and I've, I lead the dances of universal peace, which is a really wonderful experience. And, and we have a um, international day of peace, a group of us who um, create a, uh, an afternoon or an evening event to celebrate the international day of peace in Asheville. We've been doing that for about 10 years. That's nice. So I'm curious about what y'all are doing and how soon? <laughs> it's like, wow, I know it's been going on a long time. Wasn't President Carter really interested in it at one point? I think he was. Yeah, there were a lot of bills in the 60s, 70s. Yeah. Uh, different types of uh, bills. This one's been in Congress since 2001. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so we're we're going to get there. Yeah, we're not a nation that understands or values peace. So that's got to change. Yeah, understanding is a, a big thing that we're still working on, yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. do we have one more person? Patricia, I don't believe you've checked in yet. And then I think we've got everybody. Hi, I'm Patricia. I'm currently calling in from Washington, DC. Um, 
So I've kind of been uh, attending off and on and lurking for like about 10 plus years. Um, So I decided that 2020 was the year that I really needed to um, consistently attend things and and support the Peace Alliance initiatives, including the Department of Peace Building. So I'm happy to be here. Great. We're happy for you and everybody to be here. Um, I don't think I really checked in much, but uh, I'm Karen Johnson. I'm from Chicagoland. I've worked with David for a number of years on the campaign. We connected pretty early on when I got involved in 2005, 2006. And uh, I just got a snowblower today. So (laughs) I'm ready for the next round. We have more snow on the ground in Chicagoland uh, than ever. We've we've broken our I believe it. (laughs) Um, So it's it's a it's a sight. Uh, okay. Let's, yeah, uh, we do here in Minnesota too. Yeah. So for those who have been on the call before, you're aware of this, but I'm going to, for the people who are newcomers, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you what's on the agenda. And then before we start that, we will have a connection exercise just to bring us all together in the space of focusing on uh, peace and peace building and the Department of Peace legislation. And then we'll get into our subjects. And uh, if uh, anybody has another subject that they'd like to bring up, we'll talk about local news so we can hear about David's uh, progress. And then we have a discussion question and I'll prompt you on that. And uh, we just like to have a place for everybody to talk about where they are and, and delve into peace building or nonviolence deeper uh, each call. So our reports are going to be about the, the status of the legislation. I think Nancy said a little bit. So, and our co-sponsors, since we're getting ready to drop the bill again in the new session of Congress, um, and then we are we are in the season for nonviolence now, as you may have seen mm-hmm. in the reminder email, and uh, we are in a process reviewing uh, proposals for actions and programs uh, with the Department of Peace campaign. So we'll have updates on that, and then our discussion topic and a closing quote. And I'm not sure that that uh, is taken. So if anybody's got a favorite quote somewhere around at their fingertips or in their mind to make a note and you may have uh, the opportunity to share it with us at the end of the call. We'll see, we'll arm wrestle for it. Uh, so who would uh, who is gonna lead us in the connection exercise tonight? I'd be glad to do that. Okay, great, thank you, Kendra. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, just start our deep breathing. But imagining that each deep breath intake comes through your heart and each exhalation comes through your heart. And as you continue with those breaths, feel your whole body relaxing. Your shoulders, your your legs. Kind of like you're melting.
that energy is going down through your body into your, through your feet into the earth. Spreading out roots. Kind of working the soil, connecting with other planted bodies. And having that nourishment go up into our bodies and through our hearts to one another. And to the whole planet and to the spirit worlds so that we may together bring peace on earth. And now I'd like to turn it back over to Karen. Thank you. Thank you, Kendra. Thank you. And, and just a reminder for people, um, if I see sound coming from your microphone while someone else is speaking, I'll mute you, but uh, I'd, I'd like us to be self-policing on that. Mm -hmm. So if, if you know you've got some background music or, or some sound that is coming up, if you could mute yourself and uh, that cuts down even if there's just a little bit of sound or wind or something, uh, it can have a cumulative effect on us all. So we'll, we'll do that. Okay, so now we'll get into the agenda with the reports. And Nancy, do you wanna start us off on the legislation status? I do, yes. I, I just wanted to welcome, I think maybe Linda and Stephanie and Kelly came on the call just, just now. So welcome to you guys too. Um, Tim, I think it was a Tim who joined us if he's still on here. Oh, okay. Um, so yes, every two years we have to reintroduce the Department of Peace Building Bill into Congress. Um, as Karen mentioned, uh, this current incarnation of the bill has been in Congress since 2001. Um, and the process is um, that we usually submit to Barbara Lee's office any proposed updates or, you know, modernizations or, uh, you know, different, different uh, suggestions for the bill, which we did last fall. And I've been working with Barbara Lee's office um, to uh, make sure they see those and, and uh, see, you know, see what they think of those changes and all that stuff. So um, in an informal conversation with them, they liked most of our changes. Um, the next step after that, after the legislative director uh, looks at those and they add their own changes, they have to send the bill to legislative council to clear for any um, legal stuff. So actually, that's where the bill is right now. Um, we're waiting to hear back from legal counsel. And um, we're kind of on pins and needles as, as the uh, Congress has already, as of today, introduced uh, bill number 1084. 
November. It's getting really, really close. If we want to, we're hoping to get HR 1111, which we've had in the past um, three Congresses. Um, that may or may not happen, so um, we'll see. But in the meantime, uh, there, there's a, of probably about 20 of us, including quite a few people on this call, who've been uh, contacting a list of about 80 former co-sponsors of the bill and um, asking them to sign on as uh, original co-sponsors or at least sign on early into the bill. So um, I really thank everybody who's been working on that. And um, anybody who's new on the call who wants to help out with that or to, to contact contact your own member of Congress to sign on. Um, I'd love for you to maybe put in the chat who your congressperson is. Um, I think it was Ruby from Asheville. I'd love to know who your person is. Um, and then um, there's some other new new folks. So if, you, if you're willing to um, help with this part, that would be great. Um, Right now, we've heard back from several members of Congress from New Jersey who look like they're going to sign back on, um, and some others, uh, one from um, Florida who said he will be looking for the Dear Colleague letter from Barbara Lee, and then some others. Um, so um, one, uh, one tip I have for folks is I just signed on for a lot of times your people send out town hall meeting notices. So I just um, hit the triple triple uh, win, I guess, by signing up for a town hall with my congressperson, Mark Desanye, who's having Barbara Lee on, um, and also a Representative Cleaver from Missouri, who we're trying to get. So um, I'll be on that town hall, and I submitted a question to make sure the other two would be signing on. So um, there's lots of ways to go about getting your congressperson, um, you know, so sign, you can call them uh, in Washington, you can ask for the names of their legislative directors and send emails to those folks. Um, there's a, um, I sent out a season for nonviolence uh, notice e-blast last week on the 10th that gives links to how to do that. So that's another way you can, you can do that. And um, I think that's the main thing I wanted to um, oh, to also just mention we're we're always working on getting organization co-sponsors and I think I heard mention of um, uh, the from Sarah of an organization you're with but others um, any any of you whose organizations you want to be on our organization endorser list you can mail Nancy at peacealliance.org with the name of your organization and your um, website and um, we'll put you on. So we're, we're always updating that and uh, appreciate any help in that direction. So I, I think that's the main stuff. Karen, you're, you're muted. Yeah, I'm still muting myself in between the dogs deciding whether he wants to bark or not. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his morning sounds that he makes when he's not sure. Okay, and then season for nonviolence is is that going to come from Nancy or Kendra tonight? Who's going to talk to us about that? Or uh, that that's basically what you were talking about with calling the 
co-sponsors, do we want to say anything more about season for nonviolence? I just would like to say something about the basic season for nonviolence in case people haven't heard about it. Um, it's been going on for decades now uh, and it continues to have grassroots support all around the world. Um, sometimes it's a school, sometimes it's a church, sometimes it's just an individual or sometimes it's somebody who's organizing dances for peace, <laughs> as we heard from earlier. And, um, and the actions take many different forms. Um, there's a, 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 in our area, there's a, um, a therapist who teaches a, a workshop during the season for nonviolence. Um, so, so it can be anything. And, and so we've taken that on as a, a group, as, um, as a time, a period that we would contact members of Congress about season for nonviolence and about the importance of legislation that would um, create what they always call it infrastructures for peace. I, I, I think fertile ground for peace or something would be, I, mm -hmm. I, uh, yeah, anyway. So that's the purpose of why we talk about it. In our, um, so in the e-blast we sent out also, um, we, well, we always try to put a little educational thing in there. Um, there's a list of Dr. King's six key principles for nonviolence. And um, it's, a, well, it's an interesting list and challenging for us all to be nonviolent. And if we wanna get into that later, we can, but um, we, we obviously definitely believe that a Department of Peace building is all about nonviolence. Yeah. Okay, thank you both. And, and now we have uh, the updates on the proposals. So for some of us, we've been talking about this for a couple of months and you've been in on the conversations and other, others of us uh, maybe are hearing about this for the first time. So Kendra, are you starting us off on that? Kendra's looking away from us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's thinking. <laughs> Uh-oh, now I think she's thought. <laughs> no, I, I just had a call on my on my phone, and so I didn't want to unmute when that was happening. Okay. So um, I, I was thinking that this would be a great time to turn to David and talk mm -hmm. about uh, what, what he and Jacopo are doing for the Chicago Department of Peace. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy to have a, a brief report. Um, we've met a few times uh, talking and next week with Zoom we've had. And so basically what it is, is decided on what organizations that we would like to contact that would be ally or would be willing to work with us on this. Not necessarily be part of what we're doing, but would be, you know, collaborating with other, you know, um, like-minded uh, organizations, including we looked up, well, Jacopo looked up and he saw that there's a Department of Public Health and a Department of Public Safety in Chicago. 
And so what we, um, and so the, the Department of Public Health has an office of, let's see, oh, I know what it is. It's uh, violence prevention and the Department of Public Safety has an office for violence reduction. And that gave us the idea that when we send out our proposals to them, that we structure it in two different ways. One, we have a basic template that's for like violence reduction and another one for violence prevention. So we have two different templates and it can be tweaked for the various um, places that we're sending it. So he's written his, I haven't written mine yet. And the other thing we decided that before we even send this in an email as an attachment or something, that we really need to have like a very short bio or what I would call your elevator speech. Yes. Very short, but gets the interest and want, and so that they would be interested in getting more information. So we're working on that and sending it, and then we'll send that out. If they're interested, then we'll send the full uh, proposal to them. So this is where we are working at it. You know, we're looking at getting people interested and then also contacting like the public uh, for public safety and public health in, in, within the city of Chicago. And just to see what kind of interest there is and how we can connect with them. So it, it's, it's, it's a slow connective it's really in the beginning of just connection, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just to see what's out there and who's interested and so on like that. So that's what we've been doing. Great, great. And and David, we can talk offline, but you may want to, you were involved in this at the time when the city of Chicago uh, passed a resolution in support of the DOP back in 2007. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got a copy of that in case you want to include it with your communication. Oh, okay. Okay. That sounds like a good, yeah. Okay. That sounds at the time. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's good. I'll, I'll connect with you about that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. Thank so you. that's a report. I think we're, we're very optimistic about things. Okay. Yeah. And, and I was hoping that Paul or Martha would talk about, cause this is one of the, um, proposals that we took on, which was about the UN uh, resolution. So either of you or both of you like to talk about where that is right now? Saul, so would you like to address that? Um, right now we are working with a uh, an organization called uh, For Peace in Germany uh, and Anne's organization and connected to CPI. And uh, we have had a variety of meetings. And as a result of the meetings, um, they have solicited uh, uh, comments on their draft. And so we are currently fine tuning that. And I think within a about a month or so, they're interested in, in, well, not necessarily finalizing it, but coming out with something a little more um, substantial. Um, they ha do have the, um, uh, the ambassador from Costa Rica who has been who has agreed to table it and he of course is going to be the one who is going to have the final or one of the final says of the uh, 
uh, initial wording that, that's going in, but it does seem to be progressing. Uh, in Canada, we are trying to um, uh, engage our Ministry of Foreign Affairs and uh, Anne is working in the, in the USA and then through GAMET and, and the committee there, we are uh, trying to get a global, uh, a global response. That's about where it is. And uh, we're, the objective is this fall, the UN's uh, General Assembly sitting in the fall is the objective for tabling it, but um, that is uh, flexible. I can just thank you, Paul. I can just fill in. Um, I was with Anne at, uh, when she conversed with Ambassador Chowdhury about getting help for promoting the um, bill, and um, he he was he was not he was not it was not an open door, uh, though she made a very good presentation. Right. Uh, but I think the, I, the one thing that may be <clears throat> significant is this new proposed UN ambassador is very significant. Uh, at, she, uh, Karen, I don't know her last name, but she's, she's very much of an advocate for social justice. <clears throat> and it's just, a, we haven't had someone like her at the UN for years. So um, this, that's a significant development. And I would just recommend if you, I'll look her up and send the name, I can do that while I'm here at the meeting um, to, and I'm talking to Anne on Friday uh, to see about maybe what we could do is at least try to get an appointment. Paul, you should, where are you located, Paul? I'm located in uh, Ottawa, Canada. Okay. Um, it probably, the U.S. citizen, you know, if we could get some kind of a meeting with her, it would, to, to give us advice, to introduce her to the idea of the bill. She's new. She won't have heard about it. Mm -hmm. But a, a lot of times, years ago, we had relationships um, through the through the UN mission, U.S. mission to the UN, and it it would be this would be the year to try to reestablish that, and this mm -hmm. would be the appropriate thing to do it on. So, I'll, well, I'll share a, with Anne. Yes, yes, Saul. I have a couple of comments. Uh, first of all, uh, Ambassador Chowdhury in that meeting with Anne, as Anne has reported it, um, stated that it was far too long and he would not support it as it stood. Uh, and uh, so we've also made that point, actually. When we had our conference with them only a week or so ago, that it is far too long as it stands. I don't think we've lost him, though, from ultimately supporting it if it conforms to really closer to what most resolutions before the General Assembly look like. And uh, one further thing, I don't know if Paul mentioned it, but we are also going to engage our ambassador to the UN, uh, who himself is a very interesting man with a very interesting history uh, of uh, in both uh, provincial and federal politics. And he's also been a special uh, envoy somewhere in Middle East, I'm not sure. Uh, so there's a lot of prospect uh, and hope with him as well 
Uh, and as Paul mentioned, we'll be working through the Department of Foreign Affairs, Canada, equivalent to the Secretary of State Department. And also uh, we have, um, we're still very proud of this, uh, the world's first ambassador for women, peace and security, uh, who we will be working with as well uh, to, to, bring, to bring this forward uh, as far for the official sponsorship of Canada uh, for, for the resolution. I, I support what Saul said about uh, Ambassador Chaudhry. Um, and I, the person I'm named as the US ambassador to the UN is Linda Thomas Greenfield. And um, truly she's a different breed. She, we haven't had anyone like her for 10 years, 12 years long time. Thanks all. Well, Greenfield sure beats Brownfield. That's great. Great to hear that. <laughs> she's, she's a woman of color and is, is uh, described as creative and not beholden to, to anyone. Okay. Okay. Kendra, is there more that we want to talk about with the proposals? I, I think it would be good to go to our discussion question. Okay, All right. And, and just generally, I'll just, uh, for the people who haven't been exposed to this yet, we put out a call for proposals on action items or, you know, short-term or long-term um, possibilities uh, to the people who have been connected to the campaign during the fall. And we had a January 15th uh, deadline for submission and we received, is it 26 proposals? Am I getting that right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so the uh, National Committee for the Department of Peace campaign, we're still um, about halfway through going through the proposals and discussing them and, and what action and, you know, whether we wanna see more information or, it's not really in our purview or let's let's go ahead with this and take it to the next step. So we're still in the process of reviewing uh, those and uh, some of them are being implemented as they're approved. And these were examples of that. Okay, all right, so the discussion question, we've got about 20 minutes left in the call. Uh, so here's a prompt and, and people can talk about what they want, but here's kind of to keep us on um, you know, the nonviolence theme, since we are in the season for nonviolence, um, you know, just think about, and I, I always also like to remember, remind people that part of the thing about the Peace Alliance is that it had a commitment for us as advocates to be the change we wish to, to see mm -hmm. in the world as we're advocating for legislation, which will bring about the change that we'd like to see. So that's been an important element of our campaign as we've gone along. So um, when we're taking a look at that, what does it mean to be the change? What comes to mind when you hear nonviolence? Um, if you've got some examples of people that you think are great examples of nonviolence, uh, practicing nonviolence in action, and, and also, uh, where do you find encouragement or hope uh, in these times where we see so much violence in so many of our systems? So we might, the people who weren't here in check-ins, we might give them a little priority, but uh, mm -hmm. raise your hand or wave on screen, whatever is available to you and, and if you're ready to speak. 
and you know take a minute or two not a, a really long share but a, a little bit more time than with check-ins who would like to start and let's see do people know how to raise their hand on these things okay we've got Saul has raised his hand go ahead Saul and then we'll go to David Saul, you're muted yet. Most used phrase from 2020 and 2021. <laughs> I was going to say that earlier. <laughs> anyway, uh, what I wanted to talk about is the role of direct action, direct nonviolent action. Uh, that here in British Columbia, we are facing between one and 3% of the last of the remaining old growth, which many other American states have eliminated almost completely as well, especially Washington, Oregon, and uh, that we're closely, it's the same ecosystem, it's the same bioregion. And we have people in three different sites now because of the government's intransigent to act even on a report they said they would implement fully we have three separate blockades that have been established. Well, actually two and, a, and, and what we call a, a, a watching brief. Uh, and they're practicing nonviolence. They're practicing uh, in some ways and like every other model community, it has its problems too, but it's dealt very successfully with these, with these problems. And they one of these blockade sites is now in its seventh month. Uh, which is pretty remarkable, actually. I mean, I'm thinking of, uh, was it Julia or Ju Julia Butterfly? who spent the better part of three or four years in her, in her uh, Redwood home. And uh, so I wanted to point that out because a nonviolent direct action in Canada and many parts of the world is how many things have happened successfully over time. Uh, and most of our, I'll just keep, myself limited and I'll complete on this. In British Columbia, for example, virtually all of the new parks that have been established uh, since 1970, with one exception, have been as a result of direct action. People simply standing on the line and saying, no, this is too precious to tear apart, to cut down. And we always speak when we do that, as, which is also consistent with nonviolence, because we're not directly opposed to loggers. It's not the loggers or the logging communities. Uh, and we, so we always speak about a fair transition for people. Uh, somebody mentioned in another area, fair transition for workers uh, who are displaced as a result of these protections. And so we, we, we don't wanna be seen as, we're citizen activists. We are not environmentalists only. I like the broader term. I think we expand the term citizen activists, and that's what you folks are. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> thank you, Saul. Go ahead, David, sorry. Okay, so well, in terms of nonviolent, um, what comes to mind is that I've been quite a bit in the last few years, probably before, but especially the last few years, really involved in the nonviolent communication oh. Um, a community in Chicago. And it's really, I mean, a number of practice groups in terms of 
practicing and how things come up and how we can use it and how we can bend it and tweak principles of nonviolent communication uh, by Marshall Rosenberg. And also there's other variations that I'm included in, uh, involved in. And I find it a very rich uh, way of, of having sort of like a, a language of how to talk about speech, peace and how to think about peace in these ways. And I think that if we had like the language and we use that language, we'd all be much better off if we did that. So it's really, uh, that's, that's what I'm involved with. All the other things are important, but that's what, in terms of how we communicate in a nonviolent, nonviolent means a lot more than just physical. It means, you know, emotional and spiritual and, and how we um, want to meet everybody's need. Great. Thank you, David. I didn't intend to speak now, but I'd like to piggyback off of what David said, because the first uh, restorative justice training I went to was in uh, San Francisco, uh, and it was being hosted by the nonviolent communication group in that area, Mickey Kashtan and, and others. And it was with Dominic Barter from Brazil. And he made that point that what he learned in implementing restorative justice programs or restorative circle programs, either in the community or in a justice system or in an organization, um, is to use nonviolent communication to uh, deal with whatever pushback or concerns that people have. So to be listening for uh, what are the needs that people feel aren't going to be met by implementing this change? So different people will have um, a different relationship with change, let's put it that way. Some, some embrace it more than others. And so what are the things that, uh, that come up for them? And, and it's, a, it's a way of listening so that you may be able to communicate through and address uh, the needs that they're concerned will not be met by implementing a new program and, and, and uh, have that conversation. So David, I really appreciate your mm -hmm. saying that, that that's an important part of how do we even talk about peace where people think of the peace police now, that they're mm -hmm. concerned that uh, um, a department of peace uh, might, you know, you know, probably is gonna take away their guns or, you know, whatever kind of rights they think are gonna be taken away from them uh, if, if they don't think of themselves as peaceful and there's gonna be something that says it's time to be peaceful. So there's, there's gonna be fears that come up for some people around this. A lot of people will embrace it and not everybody will. And how do we communicate with people on all parts of the spectrum and hear what their concerns are and, and see how we can address them. Could I follow up on that? Which is that it's occurred to me that now that we have established and it's agreed upon that domestic terrorism is our biggest threat, mm -hmm. that, that, and things like uh, Southern Poverty Law Conference has been tried and all that. It, it, the issue of dialogue and, and mediation has not really been tried on the level that a peace department would would could make itself available for, 
and that it 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 also is something that could take place without walls. There there would be no need necessarily to have a building or sufficient mm -hmm. costs. But that certainly there's a lot of peace activists around who uh, are trained in nonviolent and nonviolent communications. So, so I wanted to support and just tie in together the nonviolent communication approach with the linking of the practicality of a peace department now that our biggest threat is domestic terrorism. Thank you, I appreciate that very much. Linda. I just wanted to share a few things that are going on in my small part of the world, which is actually near where Julia Hill Butterfly, uh, Butterfly Hill, whatever her, however she used her name, she did her tree sitting in Humboldt County, which is where I reside, um, Northwestern California. Um, so I've been working with some groups and meeting with one that was supposed to meet tonight, but we got our meeting deferred. Um, on defunding the police. And my feeling all along with defunding the police is it has to be not, it, it has to include um, ideas about what can be done for the community when you shift the funds away from the police. And so certainly part of that, because I've been a mediator since 1988 um, mm. and, um, and I'm starting to learn about restorative justice too that and and I think there's even levels beyond restorative justice mm -hmm. but I forget what the terminology is used um, the local uh, human rights commission um, is getting ready to make a declaration that racism is a public health hazard and that we're gonna try and use that as a tool to garner some funds that can help people of the global majority. And I wanna share that as a term that I've learned recently, rather than BIPOC, which we've all been trained to use. But I really like um, using people of the global majority because the majority of the world's population are not white. And as a white person, I find it very humbling and refreshing to use a term like that. And I encourage each of you to think about spreading the use of that term we could, we as white people could use a big dose of humility. <laughs> um, anyway, those are just a few things that I'm, I've been working on. Great. Who would like to, well, we've got one more person and then we've got to wrap up. It's gone by so fast, really good comments and thoughts. Someone else wanna add one more comment to that? Um. I could, I'm just going to the chat. Um, Stephanie Thomas had put something in the chat. She's uh, one of our Ber Berkeley folks and she doesn't have a mic. So she said she was remembering some past actions for Season for Nonviolence in the Bay Area. And uh, uh, somebody we know named Carolina Marks had written a book called Peace Powers. And um, she noticed in the Chronicle today, there was an article about a situation in New York where they settled a legal situation with restorative justice. And um, she writes a little bit more in the chat, but um, 
just wanted to make sure you all saw that. Okay, great. Thank you, Nancy. And, and just for people who aren't aware, everybody on the call can save the chat and look at it later if they like down in the, um, if you've pulled it up from uh, the more button below, uh, down in the lower right hand corner, there are three dots. And if you touch on that, there's a button that says save chat and it'll save it to your computer. So then you can if you haven't been following that as we've been talking, then you can take a look at it later. Okay. And anybody who didn't respond to Nancy who might want to respond, you can reach her at nancy at uh, peacealliance.org for season for nonviolence or anything to do with the legislation or anything to do with the, the campaign. She shares information with us all. <laughs> <laughs> Way too much, maybe. It's our main point person. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I just, I just really appreciate every single one of you is doing so much, and it all matters, and I really appreciate it. Yeah. I've got another minute or so. I might like if anybody's willing, if somebody's on the call for the first time, just to give us a little feedback and tell us what you thought about it, and and uh, if you anything that you'd like to share. I'd like to say it's very encouraging to hear um, so many things mentioned that I'm involved in, like um, nonviolent communication and um, restorative justice and all kinds of things. Um, it's really exciting. It's, they're all such good things. I've been doing lots of things like this for years and it would be, we need it so badly. Marshall Rosenberg was, was quite a character I don't know if anybody's seen any of his videos, but and he was a very spiritual person too. So he's given us a great gift. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You know, Ruby, actually, I was hoping I had an opportunity to ask you something. So maybe yeah. I don't know. With the, um, the dances for Universal, Universal Peace, Peace. Mm -hmm. um, have you attempted or do you think that could translate into a Zoom call at all? Can you do that over Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't sing at the same time, but one person can, the way we do it with my choir director is she sings and plays the piano and other people are muted, but they sing along. Okay, so you are doing it over Zoom. Well, we're doing um, our choir, our choir is full of all kinds of interesting things. We sing all kinds of goddess songs and everything, so. Oh, okay, for singing. Um, but the but, actual dancing, are you... The dancing we, we're not doing right now, but um, I, I could lead a dance like that. Okay. All right. Yeah. With, you know, people could do the hand motions. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And yeah, that's I, I, I took a hula dance online um, recently. <laughs> so I thought, you know, why not? Dances of universal peace. They're so beautiful. <laughs> They're so beautiful. It's okay. <laughs> Well, will you do that for our meditation next time, Karen? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think so. But I actually was thinking about asking Ruby if she might uh, leave us for 10 or 15 minutes in, in the Dance of Universal Peace on one of our monthly calls. If that, if yeah, she, I could do that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> are, Ruby, are you on our email list? Is that, did you get the... 
Yeah, I did get a link for this. Okay. Yeah. So I can find you then. <laughs> you can find me. I'm here in the mountains. You'll never find me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Sarah, You're welcome. Sarah, did you have anything to offer? You said this was your first time. Yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed joining this meeting and hearing all of the, the actions that um, you all have taken in your local areas. I'm just getting started in my activist career. Um, I'm 22. I'm in my final semester of undergrad. Um, so really just getting started. Um, so this I found this really inspiring. Um, it's kind of in as well as at home where I'm from in Portland, Oregon. So thanks so much for letting me be in this space with you guys and letting me learn from you. I really appreciate it. Great. Thank you. May I ask what's your undergrad in? What is your undergrad concentration? Um, global, global studies, but my research has mostly been around peace education. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, who has our closing quote? Kendra. Okay. Oh. Meet you, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> This is fun. I we were going to arm wrestle. Oh. <laughs> no, only an event of time. <laughs> you clearly beat you. <laughs> this is from Malcolm X. When we change the I for the we, even illness becomes wellness. Mm. Wonderful. Okay. Good night, everybody. Thank, Thank you. Thank you all. Peace. Peace.